This is Jeff. There are indications that our analysis of the others may be more conspicuous than anticipated. Did you listen carefully? Did you record appropriately? Please remain within the parameters of these tasks as you remain here until after all these things, which must now happen. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Let's get... Crazy. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. Fabian goes ahead and uh, after this awkward staring contest that several pairs of you have, he provides you with key cards. These are fashionably embossed with the Space Tech Expo and the Severn Hyper logos. Now, I don't think I've described the Severn Hyper logo to y'all before, but you found it during your research session and you've seen it before if you're involved at all in the industry, but the logo itself looks like this massive stylized spaceship lifting off into into the sky and it's got kind of an old out of date font around it saying severn hyper but uh, that is embossed on this key card as he passes them out to you now we're the cool kids he also provides you with an rf reader and he says it can be plugged into a smartphone or a laptop so that you can access the card's digital information the photos on there are pretty close but you're gonna wanna gussy yourselves up a bit for a perfect match Roy and I showed the other side how to use these earpieces. Do you need a rundown? Goes in your ear, other thing goes around your neck. Yeah, just keep it discreet so they don't find it when they pet you down. And the, the, there's a special emergency, what'd you call that? Ah, SOS switch. You hit that if anybody runs a reader over you. Yeah, so that way they can't read it. Ryan that's, nods. That's important. The real party people get invited to these types of things. It's not your typical networking scene. So like I said before, be prepared to see some debauchery. Maybe a few big names, no photos at this sort of thing. So they'll be taking your phones. Like I said before, you won't even get past the convention front doors armed. So you'll be relying on your wits. Just play, play whatever part is needed to give my team cover. What level of debauchery should we be engaging in here? Because I just want to kind of count. Whatever you're comfortable with, mate. <laughs> you love it. Okay. Everybody roll their human intelligence, please. I'll need to do a persuade. This is a contested roll. Fuck me. Critically failed. Oh, oh shit. I didn't mean to roll failed. it twice. Sorry. <laughs> the first click didn't seem I to succeeded. Go. Do you want to take my second one? You guys can go ahead. Yeah, you can. You still lose. Oh. If you take your critical failure, which is... Ryan, what are you up to, buddy? You got to stop critical critically failing. Do I check it? You can, ch you can at least check it if you take your failure. So everybody who failed, go ahead and check. And Tiberius, you succeeded, but the opposing roll also succeeded with a higher number of 57. So you unfortunately like failed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Marconi, Chris makes up all of these numbers. Oh, uh, okay, you, you and didn't the know rules, that? I guess. Yeah, the rules. yeah, yeah, I do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's just his normal affable self. Ford continues somewhat dissembling some of these weapons, putting them back together quickly, and then loading them up into a heavy rucksack. And Fabian turns and he says, all right, well, if there's no more questions, we have a lot of preparing to do. 
Lots of prep, lots of prep. But one last thing, it's a bit of a tradition to share a glass in a few stories before a job. Don't deny us this. It's good luck too. We'll be on the hotel roof around 10 p.m. or so. I'll bring the bevies. Okay. Tiberius puts a thumb up. <laughs> Paris plans to get his own booze to bring up there with him. Yeah, oh, good man. Same that's, with that's a good man. Same with uh, Prentice. <laughs> so you four leave room three five eight. The door bolting behind you, and you're now standing on the partially stained carpet of the Vagabond Inn. You can use the rest of the day to prepare as you see fit. We don't necessarily need a role play of these scenes unless you got some speci special spicy stuff for me, but letting me know like what kind of cover you're going to be bringing to this operation is very important and how you're going to prepare to assume that cover. And what? if there's anything else you want to do, of course, I don't want to dissuade you. Like if there's secrety spy stuff you want to do, let me know. I think, I think Paris has four, four errands he's going to run. Perfect. Um, I don't think need to be role play, but he's going to, um, one, he's going to go get a bot small bottle of bourbon, you know, like mm -hmm. a, not a full-size handle or some just a small bottle mm -hmm. of bourbon. He's going to go get, uh, based on the the ID that he saw, he's going to go purchase a suit off the rack. No time to tailor it. It's fine. And then he's going to go down to that dock to rent a boat and just, if that's possible. <laughs> just uh, in case. Just in case. Just some sort of water exit so we have it. Not that we're going to need it, but it'd be so yeah. cool if we could. Go ahead and roll um, your persuade. With who? That'll be Paris. The boat? Yeah, with I who? thought. <laughs> with there, who is such a funny question? Thirty-nine. <laughs> with who? <laughs> you convince you convince one of the fellas not to bother with paperwork or ID, and you just overpay him. You've got your boat. Perfect. With All right. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing he's gonna do is spend the rest of his time just still studying schematics and plans and. Just, yeah. just committing the operation so to memory you, back and forth. Just to let you know how that's going to work mechanically, you're going to have several potential situations where you'll get a plus 20 to plus 40%, okay? That's, yeah, cool. Yep. Perfect. And that's Paris. Sweet. What else? Prentice is going to go get his hair styled. He's, first, he's going to Google a bunch of like tech startup CEOs and emulate that look for hair. He's going to go get spray tan. He's going to go get some uh, really expensive jeans and a tech douche blazer uh, and a t-shirt that looks expensive and torn. <laughs> Let's see what else. And really and nice expensive <laughs> shoes. And he's also going to get an expensive bottle of uh, gin. Nice. And you don't have to think of it now, but I am expecting the best tech startup name of all time. When, oh, yeah. the, when the moment arrives. Absolutely. Ryan, Tiberius? Tiberius, he's prepared. He brought his blue-footed booby. Mm, so that always kills at parties. Yes. So he's going to wear that. He is going to go to the men's warehouse and get the nicest suit he can find, get his shoe shined, get his mustache nice and trimmed. He also is going to go to like a Kinko's and make some fake business cards with the name of that's on the card. Uh, let's say it's Henry Stills, senior sales manager at Globinex. Henry Stills or Henry Styles? Just curious. Is that is that like some British dude? Is Harry Styles. Styles. Harry, Harry Styles. Styles. I don't know. This is questions. Henry Stills, not yeah, Harry different, Styles. Different guy. Different guy. Also, uh, you just all knew handsome. the correct answer. Just to be clear, I did it. <laughs> I think that John is what we call a swing and a miss. I <laughs> mm. <laughs> know it has happens to lift it so hard you suck the air out of the room <laughs> speaking of consistent misses Ryan what are you doing to prepare <laughs> well done sir oh man burned him keep talking like that and you're gonna make me come <laughs> well, that's, that's the goal of this whole fucking show man if we ever get you there we can we can finally stop this bullshit. That's they brought. That's why they brought me in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why he's here. <laughs> that's why they oh, brought me God. in. Jesus Christ! Talk about yes anding. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, Ryan is gonna spend the majority or like a, a decent chunk of the day in front of the mirror, staring at his latest growths, oh. picking at them, kind of just. <laughs> Just getting weird with in, it. In, in, in and out of panic, to be honest. So you're not putting googly eyes on it. <laughs> no, no. And also consumed with replaying his conversation with Francis. He's not really too worried about the event itself. It's the kind of thing he's attended before. He's got suits. He's going to wear a suit. He'll just impersonate a business contemporary. Perfect. 
Okay. You do notice that there are two other bruises on your body, lower abdomen, not symmetrical or anything. No rises yet, no lumps. Is Ryan going out of season? <laughs> like a He's bad unripening. <laughs> De-ripening. Oh, gotta, gotta scoop out those bad spots. One more thing, Chris. I do want to like get a like a taxi and just kind of round the block mm-hmm. where the convention center is, just to make sure there's no surprises. Absolutely. Well, the convention is going full blast during the day. So there's a lot of foot traffic. This is not difficult to do, right? You wouldn't be sticking out even if you were on foot, for instance. But just driving around, you get a good lay of the land. Let me go ahead and share with you what this center looks like. So that's it from above. It's got like some nice little orcas painted on that drum-like part of the building. But there's it's a pretty, pretty large plaza. Okay. Is there anything like any exits that have been like closed off that we were expecting to use or any like that's great no everything seems like it's it's high traffic with what was chosen now Mm -hmm. you aren't going into the suites of the convention center to check to make sure that floor they talked about that was being remodeled is truly being remodeled to scope it out but nothing sticks out to you as problematic no last minute issues that you can see that would impede the plan as it stands Okay, Tiberius feels good. Anything else, gentlemen, before we move to the roof of the Vagabond Inn in Long Beach, California? Mm -mm. You make your way back to the inn. Again, the staff there ignores you as you take the fire stairs up to the roof. On the roof, you see Fabian and Francis in the darkness of the night, crescent moon beaming down. They're sitting in plastic lawn chairs on the gravel-covered tar. Next to them is a new-looking Coleman cooler. Looks like it's filled with ice and Modelo. There's also a small, looks like half of a metal can, little fire burning in it, sending up wisps of white smoke into the night air. You see that the duo is casually dressed. Frances is actually not hooded under the moonlight. You can see her deleterious scarring. It's, it's laid mostly bare now. Fabian is without a suit jacket, and his turtleneck sleeves are rolled up. When you open the creaking door to the roof. They both turn. What can only be a genuine smile on Fabian's face spreads. He stands. Oh, come forward, come oh, Ryan, Princess, Paris, Tiberius, join us, join us. He quickly unfolds additional lawn chairs in a circle and presses a button on a small Bluetooth speaker next to the Coleman. And it starts spitting out a tune you can't quite place. Sure, brought some gin, because you're British. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm from a little bit uh, farther south than that, mate. But but uh, appreciate the thought. Wow. I'm, st- I'm still a gr- I'm st- I knew it was still, a little still different. Still a gin drinker, so that, that works for so me. So funny, because you're pretty. <laughs> that so felt great. so much like Eric saying it to Chris. It's a fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking, I thought it was a troll from Prentice to Fabian. It was a, but, it was a troll from yeah, Prentice to yeah. Fabian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that was so funny. He moves to open up Modelo's for anyone and, and uh, breaks out some solo cups and ice for the uh, liquor. Tiberius will just grab one from the cooler and open it himself. He sits down and he says, we usually, like I said, do a toast, but we've got to wait till Ford gets back. So in the meantime, me first, it's only right. He waits for everybody to kind of settle down and sit around the smoldering embers as the music plays into the night. You all can't help but look over at Francis who's kind of leaning forward, hugging her elbows. She looks frail, but there's something else about her. Like she's holding something inside her that's trying to get out. It's a very bizarre feeling all of you get when you look at her under the moonlight. Francis, you've uh, you've not heard this one actually. So there's three of us, right? It's me, Lewis, and Lang sitting outside of a house in Iowa or something. Rundown place, middle of nowhere. Made me think of uh, of home a bit, actually. He looks at you, Prentice. Anyway, our digging had uncovered that the old fella there, squatting, was a bit of an odd one. He'd show up in a nearby town, or gear station for groceries, paying with damp paper bills, speaking in gibberish. Kids even called him Old Yellow Eyes. He had a whole bogeyman story made up about him. Took us a while to find him, but we thought we should make sure he had nothing to do with all the cows getting sliced up, cut up, mutilated. Uh, even more important, the, the infant that was missing. His voice is getting weaker as he continues, and he clears his throat. 
long story short, he he did. Uh, had a whole nest of parts under his house. Was building something that he... Well, it didn't really make any sense. Just a bunch of carefully arranged rot. But we found him there as if he knew we were coming. Man's eyes were all yellow. No pupils. Uh, took one look at him and, and all that mess and, and we started shooting. But he, he wouldn't go down. He just... Uh, he just pointed at Lang and there was a spray of blood and Lang was just gone, even his, even his clothes. Lewis was bright enough to bring in a machete. And it seemed to slow the fella down enough for us to finish him off before he could do it to one of us. Anyway, he raises his medulla. One more dance along the razor's edge finished. See him pour a bit of beer on the roof's loose stones. He smiles grimly, the light flickering across his face. You see his normally affable demeanor, it's just a bit muted now, as he obviously lingers in this reminiscence. Finally, he looks up at you. In case you can't tell, we're sharing one of the worst ones so that tomorrow's one of the better ones. It's even better if it's one you haven't been able to tell before. So feel free to jump in. He looks at all of you. Bef before he even finishes saying that, Ryan's just gonna burst out. I killed a kid. I shot him, but he needed to die. Fabian leans back. His eyes are wide. Prentice's eyes are also wide. <laughs> Francis hugs her elbows tighter as she looks at you, but you don't feel any judgment from them. They're just waiting for you to say more. I don't. Tiberius just downs his beer. <laughs> <laughs> Gets another one. So when you say that, Fabian waits and nods. He holds up his drink to you. And Again, no, Chris, Ryan will kind of look surprised at himself. For like, that's such a, he's not an impulsive guy. So like, where the fuck did that come from? You're, you notice you're absentmindedly rubbing your chest My a little chest. bit. You, you stop yeah. yourself. You stop yourself. He looks at you. Again, no judgment in his eye. He raises his drink. So does Francis. He says, one more dance along the razor's edge finished. He takes a drink. Prentice puts down the, the gin and picks up a beer, cracks it open and salutes. Anyone else? Prentice says, I, um, I've never talked about this before. I, I got involved, um with uh, a cellmate and uh, on the mission uh, she died well she just kind of in different parts dematerialized in front of our eyes right Paris yeah he looks up at Paris and his, his eyes are uh, watering up a bit it's uh Paris puts a hand out on his shoulder something uh, I'll never forget Tiberius looks over to him I'm sorry to hear that princess uh, we've all lost a lot of people in our lives in this line of work I know I have it's it's hard. It doesn't get better, but at least at least we're still here. Well, Prentice, he raises his glass. This is Fabian, of course. One more dance along the razor's edge finished. He takes a drink. Tiberius, do you have a story for us? This one's too personal to share. Just want to say, I got everyone's back. Oh, great. So I, I opened up, and, and that's what you got? <laughs> <laughs> you you want to know? Yeah, dude. I lost my brother. All right? I'm never gonna get him back. We all lose people, one way or another. That's why I don't want to do this anymore, but just let you youngins know, they never let you out. Sometimes it feels like there's only one way, and I'm not brave enough to go that way. And he starts drinking his beer again. Fabian raises his glass again for a long time. He doesn't seem to be able to find the words as he's repeated several times already, but finally he croaks out. <laughs> one more dance along the races age finished takes a drink. Francis leans back, finally unhugging her apologies. Or, <laughs> Jesus, her elbows. Uh, what? Now my elbows will always be apologies. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm leaning on my apologies right now. Chris just very, like glitched. Very, yeah, right? <laughs> Shit. I only, I only the, tell one know, story. They'll know I'm not human. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris GPT. Uh, yeah. I, I only tell one story. I'm sorry. We were waiting for a host. New York. Private airstrip. Plane landed, but it was a trick. Fire, fire everywhere. The, the living fire that comes out of the stars and only consumes. It danced and whirled and sputtered and it burnt up everyone who was waiting. You hear the roof door open and a massive form emerges. Neither Francis nor Fabian look up, but it's Ford. 
He's now dressed in dark coveralls, and he's still wearing his bulky gray parka and taxi cab driver's hat. He crunches toward the group. I got taken. She brought me to a house somewhere upstate, and she burnt me. Worse than what happened at the airstrip. It was a deeper burn. I saw something, and it was painful, but it, it, it... You see Ford, now behind Francis. He puts his hand on her shoulder, but he's letting his gaze settle somewhere beyond the horizon. Francis's gauze-wrapped hand slowly raises, and she places it on top of his. I saw something. I saw a way out. You see her grip, her cane tighter. She lets it lean a bit out from her body. I took the fire from her. I burnt her deeper. One more dance along the razor's edge. Finished. Fabian takes a drink. Ford, uh, care to share this time? No? Fair play. Anyone else? He lets his eyes kind of flutter over to you, Paris. Yeah, I got one for you. This one, this one just happened, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. Look, I was, <laughs> we were at this uh, dentist office, and um, long story short, receptionist didn't seem quite uh, correct. I think you know what I mean. Next thing I know, this thing pops up, teeth, fangs, claws everywhere, and well, it takes out takes out one of our uh, takes out one of our team. She'll be missed. But man, I tell you, we we uh, I, I put a full clip in this fucking thing. Still comes at me, gets its full jaw all over my arm. Paris pulls back his his sleeve and shows the scars all over it. It looks like he's been dragged through barbed wire, razor wire even. Yeah, since we're showing scars, I mean, this is. So I take this thumb right here and run it through its fucking eye and pop this thing open. It leans back. I don't know what happens next. Somehow I get a hold of my gun, let loose with one of them breaching charges. Next thing I know, it's got no head and it falls to the ground. Biggest motherfucker I've ever taken down. But yep, it's gonna sit with me forever. You see Fabian and Francis are actually smiling. They're hanging on to your words. Well, hell, that's a way to end the night. Gentlemen, lady, he raises his glass. One more dance along the razor's edge finished. Almost dead yesterday, maybe dead tomorrow, but alive, gloriously alive today. Paris just takes a swig straight from his uh, bourbon bottle. Amen, brother. So if there's nothing else, the night closes, and I have an award for y'all, but <gasps> I don't want to close it prematurely if there's anything else that you wanted to say or do. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> So each one of you is going to get 1d4 plus 1 willpower points that can go over your maximum. If you shared a personal story, each one of you did. This is sharing a personal story of tragedy and loss in the service of your motivations. Two. Four. Can I just say we all deserve a real life award for holding our snark? Because that, <laughs> I almost sprained an ankle. I sprained a muscle <laughs> holding that. It was that so hard. <laughs> Good job all around. John, John, specifically on yours, I just want to say, this sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Next thing you know, going to tell you, you blew up a building to take out some alien eggs or something. <laughs> It is the evening of the invite-only Severn Hyper Meet and Greet. As you've been told, it's being held on the top floor of the convention center. 
Although the exhibitions, conference rooms, presentation arenas, although they're all closed for the night, the center's security measures are still manned by a group of uniformed staff. You walk through the front doors of the center and you're waved through to walk past a metal detector cluster and you were then routinely checked with a Garrett wand and some of you might actually get frisked. So I need each one of you now to roll a successful disguise. What? It's like a mm-hmm. 10. Okay, let's see. Well, I failed. You failed. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for it once. Oh, got it. What? Nice. Iberius nailed it. And I failed. So we've six, got th- six out of ten. Dang. We've <laughs> <laughs> got three failures and a success for Tiberius. Tiberius, you are not frisked. A gentleman reads your key card and compares whatever information comes up on his reader to your face and waves you through to the large elevator bank behind him where you see other folks who are dressed to the nines making their way. I like to think that it was the bird tie. <laughs> For sure. It's that booby, man. That is a that is a conversation starter. Kills every time. My other agents, where have you deposited your neck loop device and your earpieces? Where are they? Under the advice of Fabian in the small of the back. Is that right? That's what he said? He said, have somebody tape it onto the small of your back. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where and that's what we do. Is that what Prentice does too? Yeah. And Ryan? Yeah, but Ryan tapes his own. Wow. Double jointed? I mean... Can you not reach the small of your back, Chris? No, he has that weird, like, nodule thing. Reach back. He just doesn't want anybody to see his tramp stamp. Oh, got it. What does your tramp stamp say? Live, laugh, love. (laughs) Bless this mess. Bless this mess. (laughs) (laughs) An arrow. (laughs) Yeah, classy. Insert tentacles here with an arrow pointing down. (laughs) Oh, that's why it keeps happening. Um, They've missed every time. directions. Or have they? Yeah, so you've taped the neck loops to the small of your backs. Smalls of your back? I think it's, yeah. Smalls of your back? (laughs) No? Small of your backs? I don't know. Maybe it's both, plural. The small of your backs. I'm not even, I'm not going to Google that. No. It's the smalls of your backs. It's both, plural. Holy shit. That's horrible. Yeah, I hate it. Fucking terrible language we speak. I don't think so, because you would say, like, the back of your arms, right? Not the backs of your arms. Oh, fuck, no, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You're backs right. Backs of your arms. Oh, I hate, I hate where this it. is going. Where are your earpieces? In my back. Uh, on the smalls of my backs. Okay, so <laughs> it's also on the small of your back. Sure. <laughs> I thought we could deactivate so they weren't detected. That, that wouldn't would be even when be it's... on yet, so. Yeah, exactly. You haven't even turned them on yet. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, also in the smalls of my back. Let me roll. I can't wait for the three of you to be in the bathroom, like unclothing each other and trying to get the cam- the the mics out from the smalls of your backs. Did you hear that horrible noise? Does that did that pick up on my mic? No. I think so. No. I've never rolled this before, so I've never heard it before. What is it? It's a real creepy sound. It'll it'll I guess it'll show up on the actual recording. Here, let me just show you what oh, I rolled. Oh, so John will never hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! Sorry. (laughs) So I I rolled a one for your luck. So you guys are gonna get real real fucking lucky here. Oh. So y'all are standing to be frisked, and you watch as a couple of other party goers behind you are being waved through the metal detector cluster. One of the women has brought a pistol with her, and this is immediately found out when the Garrett wand is is brought over her purse, and she starts screaming angrily about her rights and you watch as all of the security guards go over to her they're rolling her eyes the one that was holding you in place to be frisked by somebody when they were freed up just says go on through and walks over to deal with the situation you four are now inside this beautiful elevator you notice paris that they've left only two cars out of the eight bank elevator activated for tonight it's just one thing that you uh, pick up on due to your preparation and attention to this type of detail. Hmm. You, make, you make internal note of which two elevators those are, and you make your way up to the top floor. The doors open into a small but luxuriously decorated lobby. To your right, to your left are large adjoining restrooms, it looks like, according to the signs, but otherwise it's filled with leather benches and some impressive ficus plants. Is this the 14th floor? I don't. No, if it's the 14th. It's the top floor. Just checking, you know. I listen yeah. to this show. I don't uh-huh. know what you guys do. 
so I've never run a party scene before in a game because they're notoriously insane and only stupid fucking DMs and handlers run party scenes. But Your we're words. gonna run a party scene. Okay? All right. So we believe I want to I want to give you, of course, the layout right of this place. But I also want to just like straight up show you where all these people are and who they are, and trust you guys to work within this framework. Sure. Because it's yeah. it, it's not a problem like knowing who these folks are. It really isn't. Um, I think it'll I think it'll help. I will obviously have tons of descriptions throughout this. The other complicated part of running the scene is you have earpieces on, and so Fabian's talking to you. Maybe Francis is talking to you. Maybe Ford is talking to you. So. We're just gonna have to go kind of slow and fit and like see how this works because this is fucking insane. There's also a second story that you haven't even seen, so Great. that's that. <laughs> we're, as well. we're with you, Chris. We're with you. We got okay, this. we're gonna cool, do this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll be okay. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going a little slower than normal. All right, so. Y'all are now, of course, in this lobby area at the at the elevator bank. Again, it's luxuriously set up. There's large oaken double doors across from the elevators. These provide access to what a nearby nameplate says is called the Leica Conference Room and Suites. Tacky. Beneath the why is it tacky? Leica. This poor dog that was killed to go to like space. It's Leica come home. But but in but in Leica's honor. Anyway. Beneath the engraved plaque is a more temporary sign with the Severn Hyper logo prominently centered. You all four hear laughter and jubilant conversation beyond the doors. Any one of you can ostensibly use the key card provided you by Fabian to open the door, which has such access. <laughs> Prentice pulls out his card and, and looks at the team and, and uh, says, oh, we better... Uh, yeah, Tiberius grabs grabs his hand and puts it on the card and go, yeah, uh, we should probably hit the head. Yep. You four wisely make your way into the adjoining restrooms on the outside of the conference room floor and use the stalls to disentangle the neck loops and earpieces you've overly taped to your backs, placing the neck loops around your neck, under your shirt, switching them on, and of course doing the same with the tiny micro earpieces. I think we should uh, test. not all go in at once Test, here. test, test. Do you have about- peaks? Do you have peaky peaks? <laughs> peaks? Are the peaks coming through? All right, you're online. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go on and do a whisper for me, Prentice. Is this, is this quiet enough as of, of, of a whisper for me? Ah, picking your phone. Perfect. We're in business. Good job, gentlemen. How are things on your end? 100%. So, uh, Chris, c- can we all hear everybody? Or is it just one to one? This is this is a fully all to all open channel, cool. and so we're gonna get real uh, real annoying here, pretty soon. All right, I think Ryan and I should walk in first, and then um, maybe you two come in one after another. Sure, I got no problem with that. All right, let's do it. Y'all enter in two different groups, and I'm gonna go ahead and describe the very large conference room floor. This adjoining room resembles really a luxury penthouse more than a mingling space for a professional conference. Great expense has been poured into modeling the interior to invoke futurism and chic extravagance. Smooth gray metal and burnished oak accent every surface, and the concave ceiling of the main room yawns above your heads, nearly 30 feet high. Huge glass plate windows look out over a bustling infinity pool and the city of Long Beach. There are also two spectacularly grand staircases leading up to a second story balcony that allows guests to peer down at the enormous main floor. There is a monstrous ice sculpture that draws your eyes immediately from the mingling guests who barely look up from their conversations to note your entrances. This ice sculpture depicts the flagship Piper rockets of Severn Hyper. They loom above a lavish spread of finger foods. Apparently all reconstituted Severn Hyperfood packs, but looking surprisingly edible and tastefully arranged in fire-heated buffet trays. Somewhat out of place, you see provocatively dressed bar staff nearby. They're encouraging many of the guests to drink shots of various neon colored liquors from the fire plumes of the ice sculpture. However, it does not appear the celebration has yet reached a level where corporate executives and aeronautics engineers favored by Severn and Rowan Cook are quite ready to partake. You look out over the crowd and it's a incongruous amalgam of boardroom dwellers, corporate ladder climbing wonks, genuine rocket engineers, the odd B-tier celebrity, and various smiling young men and women doing their best to get everyone else to mingle. 
but you also see tuxedoed security staff as a constant presence, seemingly looming in every shadow on the edges of social activity. You, uh, as you're kind of looking out over this crowd, tables, chairs, couches, several bars, food stuffs being served by wait staff. You hear on your earpieces, Fabian Cooley chime in. All right, lads, you're in. All you have to do is have some fun, pretend you are who you say you are, and uh, wait for word from the rest of your friends on the other side of this radio. Easy enough. Paris heads uh, straight for the bar. Nice, there are two. There's going to be what we'll call the Western sidebar and then the Eastern sidebar. He heads for the Eastern. Tiberius is gonna look for the best snacks. Okay, well, you're gonna make your way straight to the reconstituted food prep area that is between the enormous spiraling staircases leading up to the balcony. The buffet there actually looks incredible, despite the foundational substrate of what's being prepared. I don't like the way you said that. I would like to also know, does anybody have human intelligence 50% or above? No. <laughs> I do. 30, no. And, and Ryan, I think you also have great experience with these types of events. So you look around and within moments, you kind of get a feel for the crowd, identifying certain groups, maybe people of potential interest across the floor. This is just a glance exercise for you. Other agents, you may not be so comfortable. You can uh, act accordingly. When it comes to understanding different categories of people, Ryan, you do have a leg up there for sure. Before you're able to split away Paris, an expectant pair greets you as you open the doors. There's a raven-haired beauty with a wide smile in a navy sequin dress that appears to have been painted on her sculpturesque physique. There's also a man in a two sizes too small tuxedo who may have been chosen to play host for his uncanny resemblance to a certain black and white Sigma male internet meme. <laughs> John Googles black and white Sigma male internet meme. Oh, okay, cool, that's what that is. They move to check any jackets bags, clothing articles that you want to provide. Does anybody want to give their jackets to these lovely, lovely greeters? Yeah, no. uh, Paris hands over his jacket. You're given a small tile with a number on it. The number is 14. Tiberius will keep his. They also provide instructions on where you can get swimming wear and towels if you want to partake in the hot tub sauna or the pool outside on the decks and the patio. They both say with massive, beautiful, beaming smiles that you should make your way to the glorious spread of dishes that Chef Paul has been preparing uh, since before your arrival. So we're playing a party scene. I think the way I kind of want to do this is if y'all pair up, great. If y'all go your separate ways, great. Fabian will be guiding you as the operation on their end progresses. In the meantime, all you have to do is, in his words, have fun and play the part so that if the need arises, there is no suspicion on you. You're basically plants on the floor. We can make it as easy as moving the action along, or you guys can explore what I've set out here, talk to people that you think might be interesting, playing up the quote unquote character that you're, you are at this party and getting to know the types of people that surround Rowan Cook, or at least who have been invited to this type of shindig. I'm game for anything, honestly. It's it's really whatever kind of game y'all wanna play. We could literally spend several episodes on this scene or half of one. So I'm just interested in what y'all would like to do. Well, I could say Paris's main thing is he's gonna go to the bar, pick up a, uh, if they have a, a smoked old fashioned, delicious. And uh, he's gonna take his time to slowly meander through the space just to make sure everything lines up with um, his expectations. Okay, I've got plenty for you. Any other plans for the other agents that I should uh, be privy to? Prentice is gonna get a drink and carry that around while uh, scoping the talent. Eventually he's he's gonna swoop in and try to get a nice conga line down to, uh, <laughs> down to the uh, infinity pool. Tiberius is gonna get some snacks, obviously, and then he's gonna go try to find the other nerds. So he's gonna go to the scientists. He's really curious. What do you all about know about birds? <laughs> <laughs> he's really curious about the whole Rowan went to space thing. He's jotted that down. And so he's hoping that he can nerd it up with them and then get some info. Ryan, anything I need to know about? Yeah, Ryan's gonna look around for anybody who looks out of place, uh, particularly either uncomfortable, disengaged. Well, I'll leave it there. Got it, okay. We're gonna start with Paris. You make your way over to the Eastern bar. 
moving your way through tables and chairs, people standing at larger tables with their drinks, a few people looking up at you as you pass by. What's your charisma? Off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, charisma is 10. It's oh, 10. Jesus. Okay, that's, that's not, not off the chart. That that's actually exactly yeah. firmly that's planted in the middle of the chart. Very, yeah. very average. It's the center. That's the center of the chart. Yep, yep. A few people look up at you as you pass by and quickly return their, to their conversations. You go to get yourself a smoked old-fashioned. The bartending staff there seems extremely competent. The uh, bartender who works with you seems flirtatious. What's your human intelligence? 27. Yeah, she might be interested in you. <laughs> she quickly quickly makes this drink for you and, and passes it over. Oh. The bar's open, hon, so you don't, you don't need to even leave me a tip. Just enjoy yourself. I got a thing about always tipping a service industry, so he slides a $10 bill across the bar. She, she slides it back. Seriously, no money tonight. Don't even, it doesn't even exist. That's how Rowan likes it. All right, fair enough. She smiles. She goes to work with another person at the at the bar. You start moving your way through the floor of the party. Go ahead and roll your stealth, please. That would be oh, I forgot we can, don't forget we can all hear each other. Oh yeah. I did get all my, uh, my fucking successes. <laughs> at the pre Make sure you always check when you, when you fail. That'll be a Unless 65 out of 52. It's um, so good. Beautiful failure, beautiful failure. All right, that means I get to roll now. So you start making your way across the floor, looking around, just kind of scoping out what's here. You can see a lot of younger, provocatively dressed men and women, staff, which doesn't seem so different, except they're just dressed more professionally. And uh, what looks like a plethora of business executives. This is really not your scene, but it really doesn't seem to be anybody's scene. They're just kind of groups. Of folks they haven't that moment in the party hasn't occurred where everything just kicks off it's as if there's just small congregations of folks as they try to get buzzed enough to to really start mingling oh so the clown hasn't gotten here yet yeah oh, the, the magician hasn't set up the the, the stage yet or anything so <laughs> you notice that there are ubiquitous security right across the floor these are large men they're again on the floor outside on the deck you see a couple up on the balcony they're somehow both out of sight yet ever present within your view you can tell because of your background that they're very very good at their jobs you quickly realize these men are ex-military or otherwise extremely well-trained mercenaries they wear visible earpieces with telltale cords running behind their ears and very bulky tuxedos that you would guess hide all sorts of fun things in case there are problems arising. I relay it back to the team. Just uh, FYI, the uh, security is is uh, serious. So just be cautious. Did a did a joke not land? <laughs> you get it? There I'll stay off the calm. <laughs> they're armed to the teeth, Tiberius. No, no, I got, I got I'm not stupid. I'm just dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, yes. I'm sorry. He's like, he's just like shoving uh, chips in his mouth now. You just hear him crunching on the, yeah. on the mic. <laughs> Paris is good. Paris is like, uh-huh. Okay. So Tiberius, you're, you're up there at the center spread. And again, you've got these steaming buffet trays of what are obviously, because the packets, the unopened packets are there in mass on display, obviously reconstituted frozen space food. As you are served these elegantly plated hors d'oeuvres from this freeze-dried mess, it actually looks pretty nice. Taste a couple of small filet mignons, and yeah, it's pretty good. Actually tastes damn good. You see behind the table, hardworking staff, a very, very serious, thin Korean man who is in a chef's outfit, working his ass off at the at the ovens there as he tries to use traditional methods to, I guess, prepare these freeze-dried packets. You're actually guided through what some of these things are as your plate gets higher and higher until you get to the end of the table. Uh, with uh, food in my mouth, I want to yell at the chef man. Uh, compliments to, uh, well, well, you, I guess. <laughs> this, this shit's great. He looks at you, his face doesn't crack. He just nods slightly and continues working. You see a nearby sous chef looks honestly kind of scared, but he, he, he looks at you and he says, uh, thank you, but but Chef Paul needs to focus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to disturb him doing whatever kind of science magic that he's working on over there. Somebody taps you on your shoulder and you turn 
and you see a provocatively dressed woman. She says, you want to do a shot off the ice sculpture? Uh, a shot off a ice sculpture? The answer is yes. The dangest, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. She shifts her body and points to the enormous, nearly 16 foot ice sculpture behind her, depicting several Piper rockets. You can do the Piper one all the way to the Piper five. <laughs> well, I've never said no to a pretty lady. And he puts his arm out as like a show, like to link with hers. Marconi. She asked me. <laughs> how much How much of this is uh, true to who you are? A hundred percent. Every character I play is me. Is this, <laughs> just with a funny accent. Just, I mean. <laughs> funny? Anyway. No, silly. C- come over here next to next to the flames. Do you want to start with the Piper one? Uh, sure. You're the boss. So she goes ahead and grabs a green neon bottle and starts yelling shot 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 over and over again oh, no one around so is, is, is really <laughs> yeah is really responding you see one guy at the western bar look over really excited and he's he starts walking forward but when he realizes no one's really chanting he stops and, and returns to his his bar seat but she starts pouring this neon green liquid down one of the flames and says get your mouth down there honey get your mouth down there uh, all right, and, and uh, I like fumble all the food onto like a little table, <laughs> and then just put my face down there. Just the most, just the most saccharine, sweet, sort of viscous liquid begins running oh. its way down your throat. You just drink antifreeze. It's got kind of a, a licorice finish, and she cheers. The one of the most powerful woos you've heard elicited from from a, a woman in a long time. She claps her hands, and a few other folks around clap their hands. You see uh, what looks like a, a pretty stern executive, strangely nod in approval. <laughs> There's a part. Um, do do I see the nod? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I point at him and go, "Buddy, you're next." <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and roll your charisma. All right, let's see what I can do here. Uh, it's gonna be so great when he's like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> oh, damn. Success. He stands up and he pulls down his collar a bit and loosens it. He's kind of a larger portly guy, bald pate, severe features. He goes, well, it's all, it's all on Cook's tab, I guess, and nobody else here from Blue Origin yet, so let's do it. He walks Hell over. Hell yeah. He says, I'll take the Piper three, babe. And she goes, all right, shot, shot, shot. <laughs> and uh, this and, time- and I, I look around and go, hey, everybody, this guy's doing Piper 3. <laughs> A few people cheer and s- some folks start coming over. She goes ahead and chooses a deep Viridian color drink for this gentleman and pours it down what looks like an even more intricate plume of fire. And he takes this double shot like a champ stands up and he lets out kind of a strange roar that you didn't expect to come from him, but he seems quite happy and excited. I uh, I go over and in a very salesy kind of way, just shove my hand in his hand and just goes, Henry Stills, I, I haven't seen a man drink like that since, uh, well, well, Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harvard grad, eh? What year? Oh, 76. Look, let's not uh, bite each other's heads off here, but I'm I'm Yale 70. Oh, I'm going to have to fight you then. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Well, <laughs> my name's Gary. You probably, well, you probably know. Oh, of course. How can I not know? I, I, got, I got a small startup, Globinex, down in Houston, trying to get into this space business. It's always going up. <laughs> Shit, I gotta, I have to roll for that, so. Oh, man, you really fudged oh, the bucket. <laughs> you know, it's, Harry, I like you. Globinex, huh? Houston? Well, you're right near the action there. Oh, that's why I'm there. You know, you gotta be there at the door before they let you in, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, I guess you're, you're just getting off the ground. He raises his eyes up, or his eyebrows. Wait. Wait a minute. Oh, this guy's funny too. Do you want to do the Piper too? He actually moves when she says that to stand in front of her. Says, not now, honey, not now. Henry, so hold on. How did somebody in such a small outfit get an invite to this party? I mean, you know how the business is. You got to talk here. You got to tickle there. <laughs> well, I'd be interested to uh, to know more about this, this Globinex. He, at this point, now takes your hand, which has been out this whole time, and shakes it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm excited to... to let you know. I mean, I really want to know 
what's Rowan, Rowan really like. Do you got that? Do you, you wonder, you know what I mean? Is he, can you look right in his eyes and trust that man? Because th for me, that's what a business deal is. Oh, let's talk over here. We'll get back to your scene in a moment. Prentice, you start scoping out the floor here. And let's see here. You have a little bit of experience in somewhat similar situations, but I'm still going to have you roll your human intelligence. Oh, happy to. Happy to bomb this. Let's roll. No, you're going to pass. Pass. Nope. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> well, you know what to do. Check it. This is just the most crazy mishmash of human beings you've ever seen. No rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. You literally see a guy with a pocket protector standing in a group of similarly clad individuals next to a group of what look like young 20-something club goers. It just, you're not even sure what they make of what's going on here. You gravitate more towards those, those younger quote-unquote club girls because you have an eye for the business and they seem to be in the business. Right. What would you like to do? He's gonna saddle up to him and uh, then take a sip of his drink and say, uh, so, real fun party, huh? Hi, who are you with? Oh, I'm with myself, uh, CEO of uh, Medley. We're, uh... Whoa, CEO. Yeah. Yeah. They all seem suitably impressed. Yeah, we just got our uh, Series C funding uh, not too long ago, and uh, you know, I'm in the industry, so I, I got my invite here. Is that good? Is what good? The C, isn't it, should A be better? No, A's first, and then you get B, and then you get C. You know, it goes and goes until eventually you IPO and you make billions. All right, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll your charisma. You got to explain it like it's uh, syrup, you know, maple syrup. <laughs> A's not the best. You don't want A. Classic maple syrup example. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look at that, Success. I guess. 52 of 70. You hear on your radio, not just what's happening with the other folks, but from Ford, you hear. Access granted, shipping bay five. Correction, four, over. And for a moment, you're thrown off, but continue smiling as best as you can, holding your composure. You realize there's just a lot going on right now. You're fine, do you wanna to go to the pool? I was about to ask you the same Tell thing. us more about these billions with a B. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, why don't we get a conga line going? You be the conductor, and I will uh, latch onto that caboose. Oh, you're fine. I know. And so they, there's, well, let's say there's there's four of these young women and men, and they form this line for you. So your caboose, you said? No, I'm, I'm latching onto her caboose. Oh, got it, got it. And they sort of <laughs> wind and wind their way through the crowd as people look on and laugh. People are starting to loosen up a bit. You guys are you guys are bringing this thing alive. Couple stuffy folks in suits, cheers, smile as you pass by in your line. Somebody grabs onto your hips and you turn around and there's an older uh, middle-aged gentleman, grain hair, African-American, and he smiles and he says, Chester, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your name's Chester. <laughs> you had me there. You guys make your way underneath the elegant staircases through the large glass doors to the deck outside to the busy pool area. The night sky is uh, what, what above What time you. is it? Can we get a time check? Just yeah, know, just, yeah sure it's, not... it's, it's uh, 9 p.m. This party, that's why this party's so fucking lame. And so, yeah, you guys are now outside on the deck and uh, you see that there's a small bar out here as well. Looks like there's a sauna. There's some folks in there, some restrooms out here, a couple of hot tubs. The infinity pool is of course the bell of the ball leading off into the beautiful cityscape of Long Beach at night. Your conga line sort of makes its way to the bar. There's some sort of expectation as these girls and guys are laughing that you uh, get them some drinks. Let's get these ladies liquored up. What do you say? Yes, sir. How about some hurricanes? Hurricanes, the perfect drink for a great night. Let's do it. <laughs> some neon drinks are immediately produced and distributed amongst you and the others. Do you shoot with them? Uh, he, he will pretend to. There's a lot of wooing and laughing, a lot of touching of your arm. He'll flex a little at any time a, a touch goes on the arm. Got it. And they're they're asking about, about what you do for fun, you know, where your headquarters are, those sorts of things. Banal, but but nice. Yeah, yeah. He's just gonna bullshit and make shit up as he goes. Yeah, they seem enthralled. I'm gonna move to Ryan now. By the way, we've been bringing the party, so you guys just put you on you're full on blast check here. Yeah, you're on blast. <laughs> Ryan, you're taking a look across this 
crowded party floor and you're watching your compatriots move along on their own and begin to interface with other party guests. Do you recognize quite a few folks? Not because you've met them before, but because you know them, or at least know of them. There are executives here from SpaceX, Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin. There's a couple folks from March, and obviously a few from Severn. You actually see somebody that you know of quite well. Near the Eastern Bar, there is Severn's Director of Global Strategy, that's Harley Brooks. She's known to be a boardroom scalp taker. She's usually kind of brought in to move deals along very quickly when they're stagnating. And she's kind of a viper, but yeah, that's at least one person that you recognize. Go ahead and roll your criminology. Success, <clears throat> 25 out of a target 65. But you also notice, since you were looking specifically for those out of place, that not many people are really drinking alcohol other than what appears to be your new compatriot, Tiberius, who is right now taking a shot off of the ice sculpture. <laughs> you see that they're just languidly nursing their cocktails, wine glasses, looking around expectantly, as if maybe Rowan Cook could appear at any moment, right? But you see a long-haired gaunt man who seems to be moving through these folks as if they all know him, smiling, shaking hands, and- Would you describe him as a shady character? He's dressed in a dark suit, but he's not wearing a tie. <laughs> Most of his dress shirt buttons are undone. You do spot what looks like at one point, well, not an exchange of money and drugs, but just a one-sided drug giving situation where the person in receipt of what looks like a small bag of pills makes their way to one of the nearby restrooms. You, my friend, have spotted the party's drug dealer. Ryan is going to sidle up to the drug dealer, man. Gotcha. Well, he makes no attempt to stop your sidling. He turns, realizing that he's being approached. He smiles. Say, hey, man. Hey, need a bump? You're actually surprised. You're surprised with how direct he is. It kind of throws you off. Maybe a ride? Yeah, let's uh, let's go for a ride. No problem, baby. He goes ahead and he puts his hand on your shoulder, puts out his hand to shake yours. You see he has a small bag with some pills in it. You going to join me on this ride? Maybe later. He smiles winks at you. Okay, Ryan, I'll take the pills and then head towards Tiberius. You go ahead and make your way towards Tiberius, who is now in a deep conversation with a large, portly, bald man who uh, has just positioned himself in front of a cheering young lady who's trying to get them to do more shots. We'll get back to you in just a second. Paris, you've basically, you feel like you've made most of the security here on the first floor. The only problem is you know they've made you too. They're paying close attention to you and you're not sure if it's just something in your, the way you walk or whatever, but you take a deep breath and you realize that it's not just your paranoia. They're, they're watching you. Mm. You know what? Fuck it, man. They can, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Because, uh, my job is security. That's what I do. That's what, uh, Paris does. He's uh, in charge of some like VIP, uh, you know, it's like a VIP security slash mercenary group that may or may not be involved. So, uh, yeah, they should be taking an interest in me. So he's going to walk up to the second floor and check out the infinity pool and, uh, see if there's any fun happening up there. I'm going to try to pull you to the scene. Let's see if it works. Boom. There it is. It has changed. Oh, look. These are all the disgusting sweets that have to be cleaned every night, aren't they? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh no. And we can't see it. Only you can see it. That's oh. awesome. So up here on the second floor is another row of plate glass windows that look out down on the decks and the infinity pool, and of course, out on the city of Long Beach. But there are doors here that lead to where guests, I guess, purportedly stay in these suites, or at least party goers hang out if they want to get some privacy, likely the VI, uh, the, the very, very important persons. You also see some more girls and guys up here that are just seem to be underdressed for this party, as most of the others are in suits and dresses, or you've even seen a couple of scientists' lab coats on your way up. But again, you see ubiquitous security. Walk over to the pool view and just sort of look out, see what I can see. I'll ask you this question. How into like pop culture is Paris? I doubt he's super into it, but I just think I want to ask. I'll say he's, he floats the line between, he's got like no interest in anything that's, that's not really pop culture. So he like kind of passing interest in pop culture, I guess, but not like he doesn't really What's his favorite a, movie? Doesn't really give a shit. Oh, his favorite movie is probably going to be, oh shit. Top Gun. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. No, no. The, about the two Irish brothers with the, oh, uh, Boondock Saints. The Departed. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. That's <laughs> All right, so I will have you go ahead and roll a luck. 
It's feeling not so lucky. 81 out of 50. You look down onto the infinity pool. You see Prentice and can hear him as well, taking a shot of, well, you can see he's surreptitiously not taking a shot, but he's making to take a shot with a group of young girls and, and guys who are laughing around the bar out there. There are a few others who are kind of taking notice of this raucous nest and making their way over just to be, be near the quote unquote fun, it appears. There's a few people in the hot tubs, in the saunas. Paris looks down and says himself, all right, and starts heading heading back towards, towards near Prentice. You all hear on your earpieces, you hear Francis. Taking position at cargo elevator. Tybee. We're back to you. So Gary's kind of taking you away now. You see Ryan walking towards you through the crowd. Your eyes meet as Gary's kind of put his large meaty hand on your neck and shoulder. And it's like, let's go find a spot to chat, Henry. Ryan, you can uh, interact. Tiberius, you can interact however you'd like, if at all. Marconi, what name did you use or did you not? I, I used the name, Henry Stills, remember? Oh, right. I don't, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> As they, as it looks like they're gonna move away, Ryan speaks up. Henry, good to see you here. Oh, hey, long time no see, bud. And he kind of continues to walk with the uh, with the gentleman. Ryan, you get? I, he's <laughs> just walking past. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what he said. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Keep your Frankenstein ass over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan is going to uh, join them walking and extend his hand to the guy he's with. <laughs> I was about to say Harvey Dent. <laughs> That's my pseudonym, but I won't, I won't use that. Scott Anderson. Oh, sure. Uh, Gary Korvac. Blue Origin, Director of Global Strategy. Absolutely, Gary. I've been impressed with, with your performance as of late. Well done. Well, I would say so. <laughs> with the market the way it is now, and the growth numbers we have, I mean, come on. Definitely a uh, cause for celebration, wouldn't you say? And then Ryan uh, gesture, or like opens his hand to show the pills. Tiberius oh. like puts his like fingers in the bridge of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, party favors. Interesting. I was just about to have a chat with Henry here about Globinex. You're talking business at a party? Man, come on. Read the room. <laughs> Tiberius goes, I go ahead, Gary. You know, uh, we could always talk another time or hell. Uh, I've done the best deals I, I, I've i done, coked out of my mind. <laughs> you know, Stephen King wrote uh, like half of his books just totally coked out. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> One of you roll your persuade. Whichever one has the highest, go for it. I'm not going to because I'm just literally just just ad libbing here because I don't know anything about drugs. <laughs> Success, fifty-seven out of eighty-two. Why not? Why not? He looks around. Let's get crazy.
You are a flickering photon in the emptiness of space. You are a sliver of spinning carbon in the blasting furnace of a red star. You are dead, and you are alive. You will be, and you were, always and never. Now, say it. My will, and I will. One begets the, the other, become the other. I am a glowing light hurtling through the void. I am as ash in the inferno of a sun. I am dead, and I am alive. I will be, and I was, always, and never. Now, perform the unwork. In, in Aklo? You must first continue to grow in power. Use the guttural utterances of your former prison and transcend them. Woe be unto you who listens to this podcast. No heroic deeds are done here. No honor can be gained from remaining here. Sorry, honey, I have to take this is dross in the wind. Listening to this show has been your grave misfortune. All works within, about, and around it are an affront. Correct your mistake. Help the misguided creators that fruitlessly toil learn the error of their ways by donating your money on coffee.com slash sorryhoney and then leaving unseemly comments next to this measure of digital support to poison your contribution forever for all to see. The living parodies recording this show also have a discord. Join it and force them to see what fools they truly are by delivering a vicious mockery of their meager attempts to produce original content. All of their social links are compiled on Linktree slash SorryHoney, amplifying your ability to destroy that which must be unworked. There you will find links to music and story ideas that, if anything, serve as an example of what not to do. Correct these errors, amend your ways, abandon this stillborn digital lie, give up, stop listening, Whisper goodbye as you accept nothingness for the feast that it is. Mm, yes, Philip Marcellus Gopnik, yes. These reverberations begin to nullify those of the entity calling itself Jeff and their lackey, Relic, even as they watch us now. Back to your power games, Gopnik. Pull the trigger. Twice now for each spin. Uh, I... I'm afraid. Good. Now do it.